Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show, since the Vikings are playing the Colts, in a preseason matchup on Saturday night, I have Josh Carney on the show. He is the deputy editor of Horseshoe Huddle, which is the Sports Illustrated Colts site. Um, so welcome to the show, Josh. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. All right. So I think both, I know at least the Colts have said that uh, most of their starters are probably going to play. On Saturday, this seems like this the second preseason game is turning into the de facto dress rehearsal right. for teams. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Vikings are going to play a lot more starters since they rested 30 guys last week, and that went really well. Um, so, But in your opinion, do you think teams should play the guys at the top of their depth chart in the preseason at all? Uh, you know, I, I, I do. And it comes back to one guy I think you and I both can't really stand, and it's like, if Tom Brady plays in the preseason, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost everyone should play. I mean, especially <laughs> a quarterback. It doesn't have to be a quarter, a half, you know, play deep into the third quarter. Mm-hmm. A drive or two is fine. I mean, obviously, you don't want to risk everything right. uh, in, in a meaningless preseason game. But these guys need live game reps. You cannot replicate the game reps in practice. No matter how hard the coaches try, you just you simply can't do it. Um, it remains to be seen if guys like the Force Buckner, Grover Stewart, um, you know, Darius Leonard are going to play this week uh, against the Vikings, but I am I am certainly in favor of them being out there for at least the series. Right. You know, I understand most Colts fans are, um, you know, a bit concerned about that considering Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson went down in back-to-back days with legitimately the same exact foot yeah, injury, that's right. which I've never <laughs> seen before in my life, uh, including the five to 12 week recovery period. Like you and I have been covering the game a long time, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard five to 12 weeks like that. <laughs> that really, was a yeah, very really wide. Long. Yeah, it was a very wide random uh, recovery period. But yeah, you know, guys just need the reps, period. You know, yeah. Tom Brady's played, what, 21, 22 years in the league, and mm-hmm. he's still out there in a preseason game. Everyone should be. And like I said at the top, it doesn't have to be a full quarter. Right. It can be a drive. It can be three plays and you're off. That's fine. But uh, I'm in favor of guys playing. Yeah, I think uh, I think Patrick Mahomes played last week for. Yes, he did. The Josh Chiefs. Allen played. Yeah, so like if if these guys can play and they are able to you know make it to the Super Bowl every year, I think that you know guys like Kirk Cousins or if Carson Wentz was healthy, healthy he could play as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, I 
I would I think for quarterbacks it's different because you need those those reps and you gotta just figure out, you know, get some maybe some timing things down with your receivers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think when I look at guys like maybe like a Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson, I'm like, I don't care if they play in the preseason because they can yeah. they, they can go from the jump. Like Yeah. You know, it, from the Colts perspective, like I I don't really need to see Jonathan Taylor. It would no. be nice to get maybe a carry, let him get hit once, but he's gonna have enough wear and tear on his body in yeah. season that if I can save some of those, you know, instances, I'm I'm happy to do that. A guy like T.Y. Hilton, he doesn't really need to be out no. there. You know, there are some developments with some quarterbacks The you know, the whole virtual reality thing. You can create reps for them. But again, I, I just come back to you cannot replicate game reps, no matter how hard people try. Um, and yeah, it's just it, it helps them get going to, to see live action in a sense. And um, I think by resting so many guys and then jumping into a full game right away, once week one comes, I think you're putting them in my own mind, you're putting them at more of a risk for injury, right. you know, rather than sitting them in preseason. So right. uh, I, I want guys to play, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I want them to get those game refs. Um, sticking with the preseason. What do you think, you know, what are the, what are some of the things that you watch for during preseason preseason game? I know some people watch them for specific reasons and I'm just curious, you know, what, what, what do you pay attention to when you watch preseason game? Typically I, I pay attention to those, those key position battles, you know, like with the Colts, it's going to be a little different this week, but like the third outside or, or the third cornerback role, um, you know, behind slot corner, Kenny Moore and, and, and outside corner uh, Xavier Rhodes, that, Ooh, that opposite, <laughs> that, that opposite corner, uh, that position is up for grabs. And you've got guys like Rocky Sin, TJ Carey uh, and, and Marvell tells the third battling. I've watched that as much as I can. I mean, I know it's, it's pretty darn hard to see cornerback play on, on TV copy. And yeah. obviously with us not really getting access to all 22, it's really hard. Uh, but I watch specific position battles. And then I will also just keep an eye on guys at the bottom of the roster that I think have cool stories or, you know, I'm just, I'm generally rooting for them. Like right now, the Vikings have a guy named Mike Strawn, uh, who was a seventh round receiver out of the university of Charleston, freakish size, speed, athleticism. The testing is off the charts. Uh, I'm watching him like my eyes are, are, are glued to him. Uh, and then I know a couple of guys on our team, like Jake Arthur loves to watch, you know, defensive line, those guys, Zach Hicks loves to watch the offensive line. Um, so we kind of have a good balance, but for me, it's just those key position battles and, and those back half of the roster guys that have a cool story, you know, could carve out a role or maybe someone I liked in the draft process. You mentioned him already, former Vikings cornerback, Xavier Rhodes, uh, he resigned with the Colts this year yep. after yep. doing pretty well with him for in uh, 2020. Um, so, how has he been looking this summer with the Colts? Is he looking more similar to how he was last year, or is his age uh, maybe starting to show? I'm a little concerned. Uh, oh. His age might be starting to show. Uh, he, he struggled in some one-on-one stuff. He did land on the the COVID reserve list to okay, open yeah. training yep. camp, so I'm not sure if it was a positive test or. He just was a close contact, but he was out uh, it's 10 days, came back, had a good first day, but then he's kind of struggled. And then, uh, you know, we, we've had guys at camp every day and, and Rhodes has has missed a couple practices here and there. I don't know if it's a vet day off or what, but right. uh, he missed today's practice for undisclosed reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I think he can still thrive in the Colts you know, zone heavy system, mm-hmm. um, but he's giving up there in age. All right. So the Colts recently added Vikings corner. 
former Vikings corner Holton Hill as well. Um, what do you think his chances of at just making the regular season roster are? I think his chances heading into last week's uh, preseason opener were pretty much zero yep. uh, at this point because the Colts, their six are kind of locked in at corner from you know Xavier Rhodes to to Isaiah uh, Rogers, but he had a really good game. Uh, you know, against Carolina Panthers, he had a great week of, of work in joint practices against the Panthers. That's a guy I liked coming out of Texas. Obviously, he had the off the field issues mm-hmm. and that caused him to drop. Uh, but, you know, he's got good size, good, you know, good athleticism. If he's in a system that's very structured and he's got guys around him, uh, I, I think he can be a solid depth piece. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm going to actually watch him closely. I'm glad you brought up his name. I'm going to watch him closely this week just to see how he does on special teams, because if he's going to make the roster, it's got to be on special teams because yeah. he's not going to see snaps at corner unless there's an injury. Um, I do really like his chances of sticking on that 16 man practice squad though. He just okay. feels like a developmental guy that, uh, you know, Chris Ballard, you know, he has Texas ties going back to his time in college. Uh, I think Ballard has just had his eyes on Holton Hill and he had a chance to snap him up late here in the summer and, and, and Hills rewarded him. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy because the Vikings picked him up. They took that risk on him. He looked pretty good as a rookie in his yeah. his small amount of time that he played. And then he got in that tr- and he got trouble. Um, yep. The PEDs or or legal substance or whatever. He got two suspensions. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, he was out for like eight games his second season, and he kind of it looked like he was out for eight games when he came back the second season. And then he was what like a starter to begin last season, and he kind of. Yep. That didn't work out. I don't. I I think he might have got hurt, um, but he ended up getting let go midway through the season. And I'm just thinking, like, I mean, if you if you're a cornerback and you can't succeed with Mike Zimmer, you know, yeah, where where, <laughs> where are you going to succeed? Um, right. But I mean, if he's if he's you know, he's he's with um, is what Alan Williams is still uh, with the Colts? Is he on the coaching staff? I believe so. I think he's. Um, is he? But the, I know he's. Matt Eberflus is the defensive coordinator and has been working pretty darn closely um, with Holton Hill. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, it, it's kind of similar to, I hate to say it. I know it brings up some, some bad memories for, for Vikings fans, but it's kind of similar to Xavier Rhodes. You know, he's come over yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's really settled into the system. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a zone heavy system and, and it, it kind of plays into the cornerback's hands. They can sit back. They can keep things underneath them, you know, read the quarterback's eyes. Uh, but it's just, it's really hard to project with him because there are some times where he has some, some bad tape mm-hmm. in, in Minnesota. And then he has some, some, some decent tape. Um, but I, I think he's going to stick on, on the practice squad uh, for sure. But Alan Williams is with the Colts. He's the safeties coach. Yeah. I thought I saw um, that James, yeah, James Rowe is the the cornerbacks coach, okay. uh, and he is that's his he's in his first season. So, um, yeah, I think the Colts found something there to at least continue to try and develop long term because uh, he's still relatively young. I think Olden Hill's oh yeah yeah twenty five yeah, twenty six. Yeah. And I'm so. I'm curious to see uh, if he's a little maybe a little extra motivated on on could be Saturday yeah. to be like could, hey you could see him jump some routes. Hey and- hey Mike Zimmer, you shouldn't let me go. Um, yeah, yeah, made a mistake. Yeah. But uh, you know, good for him if he can if he can get his career back on track or whatever. Good for him because you know yeah. he's he does have talent that's for sure. But just you know just figuring out a way to stay on the field and not get into things he shouldn't get into. 
Um, I yes. know you went to Syracuse, and yep. and I'm from the Syracuse area. So how has former Syracuse linebacker Zaire Alexander looked for the Colts this summer? He has been awesome. Yeah, uh, he I think has grabbed uh, that that starting um, linebacker job after Anthony Walker left and signed with the Browns oh, in the right. offseason. Um, I I think Zaire Franklin is really going to take a huge step forward this year. Uh, he was already a special teams captain, a key piece to the Colts special teams the last four years. Um, Sunday against the Panthers was his first real legitimate action with the ones on defense. And he flew downhill multiple times against the run and laid some big hits. Uh, it's, it's his job at this point. I know the Colts want to try and work in EJ speed. Who's a height, weight, speed linebacker. Uh, that fits the Ballard mold, but Zaire Franklin, uh, just, he is the consummate pro. He is a Colts Colt, um, you know, first one in last one out, uh, just an awesome leader on special teams. And it looks like, like it's carrying over to the defensive side of the ball. You know, you make sure guys are in the right positions. They understand their assignments and he's just a sound tackler. And it goes back to how he was in Syracuse. I mean, I know yeah. that, you know, but like, I said this on our uh, Horseshoe Guys podcast Monday. Like, I'm a little biased towards him. I mean, he's one of the nicest humans I've covered. Um, you know, he was always available for, you know, a quote or two in the locker room, no matter what the story was. Uh, always went out of his way on campus to say hi to me. He's just, he's a good dude. And I I, I want nothing but the best for him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think he's going to be a really good starter for the Colts this year. Yes, Zaire Franklin. I call him Zaire Alexander. I don't know why I did that, but I I do know who he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know who Zaire Alexander is, but you know maybe he's a good good player somewhere else too. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 good to hear. I just I don't. Are you thinking? You might be thinking Jair. Yes, Alexander. yes. I think I am because I just have no. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his because obviously he plays for the right. Packers, so we can't. We're not allowed right. to root for people who wear green and yellow. <laughs> um. So the Colts, they can get out of Carson Wentz's contract pretty easily in 2023. Yep. Um, and that happens to be the same year when Kirk Cousins' current deal with the Vikings runs out. So would you be surprised if the Colts maybe made a run at trying to add Kirk Cousins in 2023? Uh, I would be. Uh, I, because I think if it doesn't work with Wentz, um, I think obviously the Colts are going to have to turn to the draft or it just depends on how Jacob Eason continues to develop. Right. Uh, you know, the Colts seem to be all in on him as the starter uh, should Wentz, you know, miss week one or week two. Uh, they also really like Sam Ellinger, who's had a heck of a training camp coming out of Texas. Uh, but how old is Kirk Cousins? Is he 32? Uh, I think he's like 30, 33. Yeah. Okay, so he's I mean, there. yeah, he'll be thirty. He would be what thirty-five around there. Uh, oh, today's his birthday, so he's thirty-three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so he'd be thirty-five, thirty-six. I, I think that might be a little out. Well, that's a great question, Adam. Because like, it really they, is. They just did. They just did it with Rivers. They did it with Rivers. I mean, if I think it's, I think if it's like a one-year bridge, and they draft somebody um, maybe. Yeah, they? and maybe have Cousins come mm -hmm. in and kind of hold down the fort. I think that's a possibility, but. uh Man, that's tough. I think if it were to come down to, you know, a 35, 36 year old cousins or run it back with Wentz another mm -hmm. year, I think they would go Wentz just because Reich has that, that uh, familiarity with Wentz and they've right. given up so much and invested so much in Wentz. But uh, I personally, I've always liked Kirk Cousins. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's he's gotten you know dumped on a bit just over the years. No. I know he's getting dumped on now big time, which <laughs> I don't even want to touch that. Okay, good idea. He he's I, I think he's a solid quarterback. I, yeah. I think uh, you know he's he's kind of that standard of like the guy is good enough to get you there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's good enough to elevate you. Right. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah, he's a guy so. he can help you um yeah. get to the Super Bowl but he's not going to be the reason you get to the Super Bowl. He is an excellent game manager and I mean that with zero disrespect. Um I, I really like Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, he's smart. He he just he's safe. I don't want to say safe with the ball. He does take chances, does have turnover yeah. issues, but he makes the right read much more often than not and yeah. uh he he's been a starter in the league a long time yeah. for a reason. So He reminds um, me of um I think you know, if you look at Alex Smith later in his career, yeah, um, it's a lot, a lot of similarities between the two. Where like, you know, they're good enough; they they can rank in the you know top ten or whatever in a bunch of stats. But like, if you need them to, if yes. someone <laughs> if a key player gets hurt and you need them to to carry you to to a win, it's probably not you know your best situation. Yeah, and my thing is like, can he match? you know, throw for throw with a Mahomes or a Dak Prescott. No, no. but he could beat them Yeah, based on scheme. Yeah. You know, if, it, if the Vikings are able to run the football, dial up big plays with play action. Um, and you know what? That would work in Frank Reich's system for yeah. sure, because Kirk is still pretty darn athletic and it, he gets yeah. overlooked in that department, in my opinion. So uh, I'm curious to see what the Vikings do with him, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming down the line. I know, obviously, they invested in Kellen Mond, a guy I like mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what the decision is with Kirk. You know, the, the Jake Browning hype train? Oh, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. When the whole, you know, the, the whole virus issues mm-hmm. popped up mm-hmm. with the Vikings in the quarterback's room, that's the first time I'd seen Jake Browning's name in probably two years mm-hmm. back to his Washington days. And I honestly said out loud, holy hell, I didn't realize he was still in the mm. league. And <laughs> he threw what? How many passes did he throw against the Broncos? Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but he didn't. He didn't. He had not did not have a very good game. He threw a pick, no, he he threw a pick six and then he was. Yeah, like, but there was also the day in practice where I think I read from one of um, I think it's Arif Hassan. Yeah, the athletic. Yep. Yeah, Reef. he threw like he threw like sixty passes in practice. Well, yeah, like, he threw like a hundred on the the night scrimmage, or whatever that they had, because yeah. they only he, had, was, the he was the only quarterback, so yep. he did it all. Um, he yeah. said he was fine, but yeah, that's that's too many. Uh, yeah, I think they had like the Very quarterbacks so. coach throwing some passes too, just to just to do it, just because they they couldn't bring anyone one in because they found out like the day before or whatever, and they're like, yeah, oh, we're still gonna have practice. Um, but Sounds yeah. like the Broncos situation from last right? year. Right? Quarterback coaches. Yeah. They do. They do have who do the yeah. Vikings have? They did. They drafted uh, what Chase Surratt uh, from North Carolina, the linebacker. Um, and he yeah. was he started he was as, the as a quarterback. So I'm like, well, you know, if if they Could work. Need, Could. need a backup, but Mike Zimmer was like, I'd rather just have you know, I just rather. I mean, listen, I'd rather listen hand, the, if, hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook a bunch of times than have a, a left-handed linebacker throwing the ball. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen. If, if Kendall uh, Hinton held it down for the Broncos right. last year against the Saints, like, I mean, you know, Mike I think Zimmer, Mike Zimmer's dream just fine. Mike Zimmer's dream would be to just run the Wildcat every play with without run the play. Wildcat and have sixty rushing attempts. Yeah, he, yep. he he would love that. that yes. <laughs> um, sticking with with the Vikings, who is one player 
from the Vikings, the current Vikings, that you think would help the Colts the most in 2021? Oh, excellent question. Man. That, that's tough. A lot to choose from. That's really tough. Uh, you got some good questions tonight. That's, no, that's not, really- I can tell you what. None of the offensive linemen. We'll just, I, can, I can tell you that. See, that's kind of where I was leaning was really? left tackle. And I was I was trying to remember, is that is that O'Neal? O'Neal is right tackle. That, I there you go. I, I would say Darisaw. I I honestly thought that was gonna be the pick. I, oh, I don't think Colts? any of us yeah, I don't think any of us expected uh Quiddy Pay to be there. Yeah. Um I would say Darisaw. The only okay. other one I'd probably say would be Eric Kendricks, just because yeah. he would make that front seven. Absolutely insane. Yeah, um, maybe another one. Uh, this is kind of cheating, but uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Daniel Hunter. Oh yeah, uh, loved him coming out of LSU and and uh, putting him opposite a Quiddy Pay. Would, that's <laughs> like, a, yeah, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the choice I would go with, though, based off what I saw against the Panthers, would be Christian Darrisaw. Yeah, um, he's dealing with a groin injury right now, but, you know, he'll be on the field eventually. Um, mm. But Mike Zimmer's been, like, his grumpy self being like, oh, I thought he was <laughs> supposed to be ready by now. Like, yep. I took care of this. And we're like, well, you know. The passive-aggressive through football. the media. Yeah, oh, that's his. The Mike, that's, the Mike Zimmer special. Yeah, that's his, his <laughs> favorite thing. And then the next day he'll be like, eh, I'm sorry, whatever. Just get over yeah. it. Um, but looking at the Colts, how do you just how do you think they'll do in 2021? Is this a playoff team? I, I think they're a fringe playoff team. Okay. Um, you know, I, I was super pumped when they got Wentz because I saw how bad the Eagles situation was last year oh, yeah. in terms of injury. You know, the, the scheme was so stagnant from the Super Bowl year. Yep. They didn't really change anything. I mean, Carson Wentz was sacked 50 times in 11 games last year. <laughs> that's, that's David Carr level yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, so he was coming into a situation with a, a great offensive line. Granted, they lost uh, Anthony Costanzo to retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has good playmakers. He has an uh, elite level running game, a good defense. I thought that, you know, AFC South favorites have to be. And then obviously the Titans went out and got Julio Jones, mm-hmm. um, you know, across the AFC. I think the Patriots are going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think the Dolphins are going to be a playoff contender. I, I think the AFC in general is just stacked. I, I, I really do. Um, you got the Bills, Chargers. I think the Broncos are going to surprise some mm-hmm. teams. You've got the three teams in the, the AFC North and the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens that mm-hmm. are yep. Yep. probably going to push for a playoff spot. Um, I, I think the Colts are like a 10-7, a 9-8 and 7, nine and eight team. Um, I, I am concerned about depth at certain positions on defense and along the offensive line. Um, but if health is on their side, which it hasn't been in Indianapolis the last few years, right. if health is on their side, I think they could push to like 11 and six and get into the playoffs like they did last year. Um, but the real thing I want out of this year is I just, I want to see Carson Wentz and if he is fixable. Um, we've had a number of pieces on, on SI.com about his mechanics. Uh, you know, our Zach Hicks just did a huge deep dive. Talked to guys like Tom house, uh, Adam Dido, like legitimate uh, mechanics experts and throwing specialists just to talk about Wentz. And uh, 
it looks like he's fixable, but I, I want to see tangible evidence right. of that. Um, and I think if we see enough from Wentz in 2021, then I think 2022 is the year where it's like, okay, they push for, they push for a division title. They make a deep run in the playoffs and they assert themselves as kind of that AFC powerhouse up there with like the chiefs and the bills, because Ballard has done an awesome, awesome job drafting. And they have the second most cap space in the NFL again in free agency next year. Mm. They've, you know, they're going to have to lock up Quentin Nelson. Um, That's going to be a mega deal, but they've locked up Darius Leonard and Braden Smith this, this off season. Um, You know, they're going to have to sign Naeem Hines before he gets away, but Mm -hmm. they're going to have the flexibility to go out and add, you know, a borderline elite number one receiver or, go get another playmaking linebacker or plug that hole at corner. If Xavier Rhodes ages faster than they anticipate, um, they have a, 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 a great three year window here coming from a cap space perspective. And just from a development perspective uh, based off of drafting that uh, that's their window. And if Wentz shows enough, then next year I'm all in, but this year it's kind of that, you know, dipping the toe into mm-hmm. the water to see the temperature and, I'm not expecting much. I, I really am not. Is and, it kind uh, of similar how you felt when they signed Rivers? Or were your expectations yeah, lower? I was I was lower with Rivers. Um, I've always liked Philip Rivers' Rivers game, uh, but it was just like, man, he's, <laughs> he's 30, really 39. Yeah. Like, we're going from him to, you know, we're, we're going from Jacoby Brissett to mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, and all of a sudden we're going to be fixed. I feel better with Wentz, um, but yeah, we just need health to be on the Colts' side, and so far it hasn't been nah, whatsoever. Like right. um, I don't have this written down, but I just thought of it because I think some people have been throwing this name out as you know teams who need a quarterback, and this is a former Colts quarterback. But Andrew Luck is he just is he retired? He's done. You, you think yeah, he's, he, no chance he's coming back at all? You know, when Wentz went down, I jokingly texted a source and said, anything on yeah. luck. <laughs> and uh, all I got was the book emoji back. And mm. I was like, what does that mean? And uh, he said, he's reading books somewhere mm. in the world. <laughs> he's not thinking about football. He's yeah. done. And, you know, it, it stinks because, you know, the luck situation ended so poorly mm. Uh, because of something that was out of Chris Ballard's control. Mm-hmm. Like it was all done in the Ryan Grigson era. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a book on like how to not support and protect <laughs> your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it's funny you bring that up because the most searched and clicked on story mm-hmm. in August so far has been a piece we did about Andrew Luck in retirement this mm-hmm. summer. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, Colts fans, as soon as they heard the Wentz news, they're like, is Andrew Luck coming back? Searching on Google, and that's the first story that pops up. And it's like, no. Nah, he he's, he's drafted the same year as Cousins, I think, right? Yes, he was. Him and him, it was him, yeah. RG3, and, and Cousins yep. was in the fourth round or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's that's just a name I keep hearing thrown around. And I'm like, I don't know. If he hasn't come back now. I don't well, know. and here, you bring up a good point. Like, here's a couple other quarterbacks I've heard. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's name has been connected to the Colts, yeah, but yeah. that's a lot of money for the Colts to take on, yeah. uh, more than $26 million. I've heard Gardner Minshew, and it's like, why would the Jaguars trade him to the Colts? Right. <laughs> like, uh, you know, why would they help out a division mm-hmm. foe? Um, I have heard the name of Mason Rudolph kicked around a few yeah. times, and that Nick doesn't Foles? make much. Well, we've heard that too, but 
you go back to Philly and there was, you know, Carson Wentz has denied it, but there was some animosity yeah. uh, between Foles and Wentz because Foles was the talk of the town and the yeah. guy Philly fans wanted. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't see Ballard and Reich saying, hey, Chicago, why don't you send us Foles and recreating that situation in Indianapolis. So I think the Colts are, are, are dead set on Eason or Ellinger at this point if Wentz isn't ready to go for the start of the regular season. And, uh, you know, once Wentz comes back, they're going to continue to try and develop Eason and Ellinger and see what they have down the line. Um, all right. Lastly, I know you are a Steelers guy too. Um, that, that is your team, right? That's the, your number one. Yeah. So born and raised in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I still have, uh, you know, black and gold runs through my veins. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so this is, do you think this is big Ben's, final season and then if you do how do you think the Steelers will go about replacing him you know when he redid his contract and took that pay cut um, after the way last season ended just the structure that I saw they tacked on a bunch of voidable years uh, I thought that's it the, the Steelers told him you're done like this is your last year no matter what happens you're going to ride off in the sunset now though the way they're going all in in these next few years, like they just traded for Joe Schobert, you know, they signed Melvin Ingram, um, you know, they've restructured some money to to free up money now and next year, and they go into next offseason with the most cap space in the NFL mm-hmm. pre TJ Watt extension. Mm-hmm. I think Roethlisberger comes back, um, barring health, comes back for uh, at least another year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his arm is repaired. You know, I, I don't know how closely you followed that storyline, but apparently he'd been playing with pain for four or five years. Oh, wow. And then finally that throw against the Seahawks, he just ripped the tendons off the bone. Um, he's, he's fully healthy now. His arm is, his arm isn't an issue. It's his lower half. Mm-hmm. You know, if his knees are healthy, he is perfectly fine. But last year, the lower half went against the Cowboys uh, there's that, that clip that keeps going around, you know, he jogs out after halftime and he's limping. Um, if he's healthy, if his knees are healthy, if his hips, his, his feet, his ankles, he is still big Ben. Uh, it's not an arm issue. It's a, it's a lower half issue, but, uh, I think he comes back for at least one more year. I don't think this is his swan song. And I think the Steelers will be better than people think this year. Um, I'm not predicting they're going to win the division. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to win a playoff game, um, but I do think they're a playoff team. I th- it just seems to be the thing to do now to say, oh, the Steelers are done. Roethlisberger stinks. Like, <laughs> but they have all, <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. They have a lot, a lot of, a lot of guys on the team that just drafted what Najee Harris. Yep, um, Najee Harris. They brought back Juju Smith-Schuster. Like I said, they just traded for Schobert. Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick yeah, is still there. Yeah, they got Watt. Yeah, I think, Cameron Hayward. Yeah, they're it's, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, um, it's still, and they have Mike Tomlin. He's he's a very good coach. Like yes, he's he's probably stupidly one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. And I just think, don't say that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, just uh, oh. three playoff wins in the last decade are. Uh, it's not good enough. You know, and, you know uh, how quickly he would be hired, though. Like if he if he oh was fired, goodness. like it'd be a he would be war. fired. Yeah, he would be fired, or the Steelers would not re- renew his yeah. deal. That news would hit the bottom of yeah. the ticker on ESPN, and he'd have a job within five minutes. Yeah. like if not even five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna be he's gonna go into the Hall of Fame. The, yeah. the Steelers are gonna be the first franchise ever to to have three head coaches 
uh, in the Hall of Fame and the only three head coaches in the last 35 years, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's super underrated. I'm a huge Tomlin guy. Yeah. Former uh, former Vikings defensive coordinator. Took him right from the Vikings. Yeah. So it seems yeah. to be the theme that they do. They give <laughs> they give everyone away. Give away Tomlin, Kevin Stefanski. You know. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you one question. I'm sorry okay. to hijack the end okay. of this segment. Uh, I, I do a lot of dynasty um, fantasy football, and mm-hmm. uh, I know I'm saying his name wrong, but the rookie running back. Oh, uh, Kane. 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 I have Kane Wangu. Yes, I have. I have bought so many shares of him. Yeah. Am I heading in the right direction there, Adam? I think so. He's. Uh, I just saw he's dealing with a knee issue he hyperextended it or whatever but i think they're just keeping him out precautionary they said he's still going to be uh available for week one is I, he the number two behind dalvin no right now he's number three alexander madison is is number that's right two. i keep forgetting alexander madison is there. um but he they they like him as a kick returner um <laughs> but i'm curious if they give him that role with his his knee injured right now if, if they go with someone else and maybe put him on the practice squad or something for the first couple weeks um okay but they like him a lot he's very fast he's i think the, I think he was sec- the fastest back coming out i think he's the second i think he has the second highest speed rating in madden this year like that's that's how fast he is which drops tomorrow or right. tonight at midnight right. for so, the, the hard copy so yeah he's very fast he's just got to learn how to maybe get some some juke moves or whatever and but i mean delvin can t- teach him that but I, I a lot of people have been like you know keep an eye on this kid um, Alexander Madison, he's good, but he's he's not, you know, irreplaceable. You know, if, if he, re- he reminds me of Mike Boone, honestly, like Madison, a better, yeah, a better version yeah. of Mike Boone. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, Wangu, he's he's just different because he's just so fast. Um, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how he is. It was it's a shame because I think he was supposed to get a bunch of carries uh, last week, but he hurt yeah. his knee on like the opening kickoff. So then they're yeah. like, uh, let's not, you know, let's not mess around with this. Let's just, it's a preseason game. So let's, let's keep them out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Kane Wangu. I think that might actually be the first time I've pronounced his name wrong. Um, <laughs> or right. Because um, uh, it takes a couple times. Some yes, it does. Uh, yes, it does. But thanks for joining today, Josh. Where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah. So I am uh, on Twitter at by Josh Carney. Uh, you can also check out all our Colts stuff. It's yeah. at SI underscore Colts and at Colt Maven. Um, you know, Jake and I uh, also do a podcast uh, weekly. It is uh, at Horseshoe Guys Pod on Twitter. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we took over the site in March and uh, we've nearly tripled our audience size since then. And oh, um, yeah. it's been it's been an absolute blast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm. You learned how to do it all from Pro Football Spot, so you know. Yes, Pro Football Spot uh, <laughs> no longer peace. exists. Yes, yeah. yeah, but a lot of guys came out of oh, there, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's quite the pipeline looking back and, it is. and seeing who came from there and where they are at. Should now, do, they so. should do like a thirty for thirty on it all. You know, just to... that would be awesome, <laughs> or like an oral history yeah. of Pro Football Spot, oh, like sure. the Athletic. That would be yeah. that would be fantastic. So, <laughs> all right, Josh, make sure to go follow him on Twitter. Follow the Colts. Uh, site subscribe to his podcast subscribe to this podcast on the apple podcast app spotify wherever you get your podcasts until next time we will talk to you later
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.